0: Alrighty folks, driving home from work so you know what time it is, it's CarCast time. So we're going to revisit a topic I blogged about on uh, my blog, written blog, more than a decade ago. So today's podcast, CarCast, is called Burn Bridges Move Faster. Now there's an old, uh, what do they call it, an old adage, an old saying, whatever the You know, the imparting wisdom that you will receive from the elders of your tribe, right? You don't want to burn your bridges, right? Don't burn your bridges. Tony, be careful. You know, you you might need that connection later. You know, you don't want to piss off the guy in the streets. The connect won't give you the weight. You know, don't piss off your friend's dad. He knows the guy at Princeton. You know, shake that man's hand. Make sure your resume looks clean. Wear a tie. Impress that guy. He's CEO of the company. So, I will say there is a lot of wisdom in that. There's a lot of factual, uh, you know, I don't even know how to put it. It's, it's just good business, it's good sense. You don't want to burn your bridges, folks. So, yeah, we're going to come at this one backwards. Don't be mad at me. So, there's literally no need to burn a bridge. None. You never know who can get you the job tomorrow that gets you the career for your life. You never know whose hand your mixtape is going to get into that's going to change your dreams. You never know that one person that you held the door for his mom when they were walking out and he sees you in the office and he's the hiring manager, he's, remember, the gentleman. That's not necessarily a bridge, but I'm trying to paint a very big picture here. You know, you, you want to come across as the best you at every interaction, right? You always want to put your best foot forward, right? One of the first interviews I had out here in Florida when I moved from New York wasn't really an interview. My brother got me a, 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 like a, a lunch meeting, the guy who has a lot of connections, you know, vast connections. He should be able to get me a job, you know. You know, I said, do I wear a suit? You know, what do I what do? I do? Don't, don't know this guy. Don't don't know Florida. Don't know if there's a difference here in the South. You know, it's, it's not really an interview. He's just really going to size me up over, a you know, a meal or some more derbs. My brother's answer was, give the man his respect. Wear a suit. No problem. Suit, tie, lucky shirt, fresh shave copies of my resume, multiple, got along great with the guy, nothing ever panned out, but I do consider him a friend, and I enjoy speaking to him, and I enjoy his company. So either way, I came out good on that one. That guy referred me to a guy who's tried to get me numerous jobs, and put me onto opportunities multiple times. Someone I've actually spent time with multiple times, and who I also consider a friend. So that, uh, that currency that social currency is there I've, I've made my deposit as my current boss would say I've made my my deposit, so hopefully I can make a withdrawal if I ever need to you know I've, I've helped one of them move furniture you know, we've broken bread together it's a great experience it's, it''s It's good to know different people and we ended up one of them uh, we ended up studying the same stuff in college, so we have a tremendous amount in common for people who never knew each other. so you know God's going to put things in your way, and sorry if you're an atheist, that pissed you off It's just the way I think. Which it's my belief system. So sorry in advance for anything I say that ticks you off. But hey, it's my podcast. You can go to Joe Rogan if you'd like. So yeah, I wore the suit. I didn't burn the bridge. I've stayed in constant contact even through the pandemic. Hey, how you doing? How's the kids? How's the family? You know, you, you want to be there for the people you can, right? It, it's just good. It's just good business. And it's just, it feels nice to be a good human. Selfishly. Yeah, I feel good. I'm good to people. I'm sorry if that's wrong. So like I was saying, don't burn your bridges. You know, if you're going to quit your job... Unless you have a really good reason, don't tell your boss to F himself. Please don't go in the boss's office and stand on his desk and tell him you quit pulling some Ace Ventura-looking madness or uh, I think it was Liar Liar. And he's like, stop committing crimes, a-hole. And then I think of the, the last court scene in that movie, too. He calls out his boss and his boss's boss and is fired and arrested and all kinds of craziness. And the secretary bails him out. So in that case, he burned his bridge, but long story short, he gets his family back and becomes an honest man. So I guess for him, that burnt bridge was good, and he didn't mean to, but they cast a spell on him or his son made a wish that his son wouldn't lie for like 24 hours or something like that. See the movie. It's old. I saw it in 1997 in Patterson, New Jersey. That's another story for another day. So you don't want to burn your bridges, right? You're going to break up with that chick. Unless she cheated on you, be nice about it. You know? You're gonna leave your job be nice about it you can literally use the same saying for both instances you know at this point in time i've got to, you know i got to part ways with you when i let people go at my job I almost always say hey this is not a good fit we're still under 90 days you know we need to part ways at this point or you know if not any hey, of the companies decided to part ways or hey this just isn't a good fit you know uh, i'm glad you know where you were here i hope you got some experience or right, if you need anything you have my email here can you sign boom that's it I kind of try to be an executioner. I want it done fast. You know, it's a guillotine. You don't want to leave room for people to get in their emotions first off, because it can become literally dangerous. That's the first thing. It can actually become dangerous for you. You know, you're taking away someone's livelihood. They may take that wrong. So, A, you want to be careful. A little little side note there. some extra knowledge for you. And, B, it's not pleasant. And if you want, you can listen to my podcast about that from uh, the first season where I talk about I don't like firing people. Don't like it. It's not enjoyable. Don't like taking money out of people's hands but one thing I will tell you as you climb the ladder most people fire themselves from their jobs from their relationships everything I had a friend who got divorced wife caught him cheating on her well <laughs> he fired himself in that marriage the man's paying alimony yikes the man's paying child support ouch not too good So, you know, you you don't want to burn bridges, folks. Folks, See, I I do a lot of this just off of thoughts. I kind of, I don't do a, let me give you some insight into my head. I might put down an idea, maybe a sentence or two, like my thesis statement, shall we say, for these podcasts. Or I'll let an idea tool in my brain for a few days. But I I don't, uh, I don't make this pre-scripted draft. I don't have storyboards. I try to be as authentic and let you know what I'm thinking as I'm thinking it. And being a New Yorker and being left, you know, those other little traits I have make me extremely fast thinker. In fact, I've, I've pissed off a lot of people, probably burned bridges, because they'll think I'm hearing and not listening. But I can process what you're saying super fast for some reason. It's just, it's just part of my, I've always been very fast thinking. And I can try to create a solution or I can tell you something that I feel relates to what you're saying. So I can build that relationship with you. You know, you said this story and wow, this reminds me of this. Man, we had a similar experience. That's cool. Now that can be a useful skill to build a bridge, right? We want to keep these bridges, right? The bridge is useful. This is not the bridge is over. Not yet. We'll get to that song soon. Why don't you want to burn your bridges, Tony? What are you talking about? You said we're gonna burn bridges and move faster. Here's why you don't want to burn your bridge. If you're gonna move, if you're gonna change careers, let's say you uh, let's say you're a teacher, right? I mean, you can't stand the vice principal. I mean, this chick's just rude. She went to Harvard, and you know you went to Yale. She considers you a legit enemy. And, you know, you're just working. You like working with kids. You know, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter that you're rich. It doesn't matter that your father invented plastic wrap. You just want to teach kids. You're a good person. But she hates you. Well, you don't want to piss her off so much. Because what if happens when she becomes a principal at another school, and you've moved now to uh, avoid your tax burden because your mayor's a nut. So she can get you that job. Heck, she even has an office that's perfect. And they're looking for, uh, you know, to groom a teacher to be a vice principal. So now she can teach you how to do her job. But because you had nothing but acrimony with this lady, you know, you had an acrimonious personality when it came to her. I think I'm using the word right. Whatever. Either way, you guys were famine and pestilence. You were horrible. It was, you know, it was, uh, it was the revelation and the, the curses have been spilled out and the blood is red. And she loathes you because of the way you treated her, even though she was your boss. You burnt the bridge. So now you're stuck in the city paying the taxes. Or you move, but you can't get the jobs. So you're killing yourself on tolls and gas. Getting like eight oil chains a year, increasing your costs. Because you couldn't stand to keep your opinion to yourself about someone who pissed you off. Oh am telling this is America, I got free speech. I'll say whatever the hell I want. I'm my own man. No one tells me what to do. I pay the bills. I'm the boss. You get out of here. Quit your podcast. Fine, change the channel. Go back to Joe Rogan, folks. It's your choice. But you burn that bridge... You might not get the next position you need. Be careful the way you write your emails. You can burn bridges doing that, too. Let me give you a separate example. A wrongly worded email can also hurt your chances at other opportunities. There's a number of things that will ruin you. There's a number of bridges you just don't want to burn, folks. Careful how you write your emails. Careful how you talk to people. Don't burn the bridges. If you're resigning from your job. You know, Good afternoon. This is Bobby. I am tendering my resignation 30 days in advance as per uh, city requirements. I thank you for the opportunity to work with you and for all I've learned. Or any questions, please reply to this email or call me at blah, 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 blah. Don't burn the bridge. What if you got to come back? What if you quit? You want to come back? All right. You want to come back to your job because, you know, you started your own little uh, hot dog stand and now everyone's vegan. So you're out of luck. What are you going to do then? Oh, no, my whole city's vegan. It's not realistic, right? Okay, fine. Go look what Bill Gates got. The guy's buying up all the farmland. I saw him drinking water that's made from feces. I saw another uh, conspiracy that he's trying to get people to eat protein made out of bugs or cockroach milk. I don't know. I just think Bill Gates is a very interesting character. So I look at the stuff in the news, and, you know, if you've heard me talk before, you know me. I like a good conspiracy theory. It's 99% crap. It doesn't matter. It doesn't teach you anything, but it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's enjoyable shenanigans for me. So like I was saying, don't burn the bridge. Don't burn the bridge. And yes, I go on my little rants, my little tangents, and I hope you enjoy them because you're getting Tony a la carte right now or whatever you want off my brain. So let's sum it up first. You don't want to tell your boss to take a flying F. You don't want to do that. That's first. You don't want to do that at all. You don't want to send an email telling them that the job sucked and your glads have left. Don't want to do that either. When you meet people, always bring the best version of you. When you leave, leave them remembering the best version of you. Going scorched earth is very often not going to help you. There's a term called a pyrrhic victory. I don't know if it was a general or guy, but his name was something with, with the word pyrrh, like P Y R H or something. You can read about it in your history books. But a pyrrhic victory is when you win and the cost was too much. So you won the war and all your troops died and now you lay dying on the battlefield. The last man standing but dying. When you burn your bridges, it is very, very likely for many people that they've had a similar scenario occur now. Tony, you're talking about a battle. Really, folks, everything you do in life is a battle. You're fighting for that woman's heart because there's another guy out there. You're fighting for that promotion. You're fighting to get ahead of your credit and debt. I'm not a fighter. I'm a peaceful person. That's fine. You know what? Go lie down and get bowled over. Life is war in many instances. I don't go to war with my son, but I have to fight for his attention in a world that wants to teach him things that I think are wrong. I have to fight for his attention when a TV wants to tell him to buy stuff all day because I need to teach him his values. I need to raise him to be a man, right? I need to teach him these lessons I tell you. Some of the stuff I'm telling you now, I've tried to dumb it down to a four-year-old version. Just plant a seed now. As he gets older, I I can... You know, I'm going to add a little bit to the plate right now. Now, right now, he's he's got a chicken tender on his plate. In about a year or two, we're going to add another chicken tender and some fries. Eventually, it becomes a steak. I need him to know not to burn bridges. At a four-year-old level, basically, it's like, don't hit Tommy. You might want to go to his birthday party. At a 40-year-old level right now, it's making sure the people I work with know the value I create. And if I ever want to come back, the door is always open. Always open. You don't want to burn your bridges. You want to make sure... Every door you walk through creates an opportunity. You never want to leave yourself in a place where you ruin things. You might feel good for about five minutes when you told your boss to take a flying leap. But five years down from now, what might your kids need? We're going to come back with the antithesis of this. I'm going to tell you exactly why you should, should burn a bridge. Be right back, folks. We're going to dive a little deeper now. Alrighty, folks, so we're coming back to Burn Bridges and Move Faster, Part 2 now. So, I gave you all the reasons why you never, never burn a bridge. I'm going to tell you what I've done. And what I think is a good strategy for many people. So, good is the enemy of great, right? We've all heard that quote, I'm sure. Good is the enemy of great. You get good, you get comfortable. It's kind of like the guy who's, uh, I'm happy... I work for the CPA, I get my little bonus, you know, I got some decent dental, I'm just gonna coast. You got pretty good, right, You got comfortable. Bam, recession hits, you're out of luck, boom, done. A lot of times you're not gonna be great if you don't burn the bridge. So in quite a few instances for many of us, in order to get out of our comfort zone, you're gonna have to burn your bridge. You're gonna have to. Sometimes you have to cut all ties. So let's start on the social aspect. So I got a friend, he's probably friends with every girl who's gone out with since high school. To me, I couldn't do it. It's too much emotional baggage. If you cheated on me or things went wrong, I don't, I don't need to be your friend. I need to be gone. You know what? I'm done with you. Bye. This was a horrible relationship. I'm glad we're separated. Bye. You know why? Because you don't want that door open so you can go backwards. And thinking the grass is greener, and then you take advantage of, not take advantage, you um, you take for granted what you have. Or, you know, we all have a tendency to make things seem better in our memory. Like, you know, Susie was such a good girl. You know, Susie used to buy me pizza when I didn't have money. But you were giving her 100 bucks a week, so she actually had your money. You know, Susie would always give me a hug and a high five to let me know she cared about me. And she slept with your best friend every Tuesday and Friday while you were at the gym. You want to burn those bridges. You don't need to go back to that person. You don't need a toxic relationship. You do not need toxic circumstances. If you had a boss who called you racial names every day and she nothing but hatred, at a certain point you need to quit. Just walk away. Maybe you just don't show up. I had a job for a general contractor and this guy owed me money. He owed me, I believe it was, I don't even remember now. It was, uh, I think it was $1,200. It was $1,100 at this point. Now, I was still living at home but had been paid, and I knew we'd just gotten a job, you know, he'd, uh, he'd walked off a job that he'd mismanaged the funds on, we'll probably talk about uh, the two contractors soon, two guys I worked for back-to-back, year after year, a couple years, but you get the point, so that put him in a hole, that client ended up suing him on top of that, don't know what happened, because like I said, so we start getting back in, right, he starts getting some clients, this client sends him a client, that client's uh, mother needs some work done, and then the father wants some work, so I, I know he just got like, Eight ten thousand dollars in his pocket. Now, in contracting, you need to buy your supplies up front generally. Like, if you're gonna do windows or doors, you need to order those fast because a lot of times, if they're not pre cut or pre hung, you're gonna want all that done. And it need to come, you know, you got to put the floor in at a certain point, then the cabinets, then the paint, then your backsplash. You know, you, you can't do certain things out of order. There has to be, you know, a, a, a smooth transition. You know, that's I need the doors in because then I'm gonna put in the carpet, then I'm gonna do the paint, then I'm gonna do the cabinets. You know, you, it has to be a certain way you're going to do things, depending on the room, the you know, the scope of the job. You know, are you ordering five hundred doors? Or is it a billionaire's mansion? Are you redoing Tiger Woods' home in uh Neptune, wherever he lives in Florida? You got to plan these things out. So I knew he hadn't ordered much of the stuff because this job was, you know, it's, uh he got more cash out of it than he probably needed. He could have probably charged less, but you know, the client had money, and the client was, I think, this was the kind of client, if I remember right, had no problem paying top dollar for everything. So if, if anything was almost expected that we would charge more because if we were charging less it'd kind of be like well how good are you if you're not gonna charge when everyone else charges so you go going rate let's say or higher whatever so i know he's got money it's a friday we work monday to friday almost never work saturdays you know like eight to six eight to seven depending on you know how close we were to deadline and whatnot right you know, we gotta have that. We said we'd have the house finished by this Friday, you know, six p.m. So you could have the move-in Saturday, and you know, start bringing your stuff in on you know Friday night. Maybe you're gonna bring some of your own stuff in your bags. You said we get it done. You gotta get it done. Right? You gotta be man of your word. That's another one, but you get the point. So this guy tries to hand me five hundred bucks, and I'm like, hey, bro, I didn't call him, bro. I called him his name. We'll leave his name out. I was like, no, I was like, dude, this isn't enough, man. I was like, you know, you owe me eleven 1, hundred. This isn't even half, man. It's, it's you know, it's. I've been working for weeks without pay, and there was a certain point where he didn't have any money. And the other guy that worked, you know, we were more like a grunt labor. I mean, I did more than grunt labor. I installed professional floors, high-end renovations, with stuff I learned from my father and the two gentlemen I worked for, and also working for a college. But you know, I was like, you know, it's he. The other guy's like, hey, you know, he just got a new a new couch, and he went to errands, and he did the lease, so he could just paid for some of it. He got a radio and got a new couch, and he just bought his wife this and that, and. I'm like, so he spent the money that he owes us? He's like, yeah, bro. He gave me like 200 bucks. And I think he owed him like seven. Now, this guy was a degenerate drug addict, honestly. So maybe he was looking out for him. I don't know what their relationship was outside of when we worked on the job. I didn't, uh, you know, they weren't uh, associates I hung out with. Hopefully he was trying to give him too much money so the guy wouldn't spend it all on heroin. Don't know? God bless them both. Hope they're doing okay now. It's, I don't wish ill on anyone. So. Like I said, I was telling the boss. I said, hey, boss man. hey. Hey. You, know, you owe me 11, this is, this is 5 this, this, this doesn't work man You know, I, I and like oh, so I went from a tangent back Trying to get off my tangent to corral myself There was a point for 3 weeks And I was buying uh, lunch for all 3 of us Which was basically, just like I think it was like a long roll With butter and jelly But I was paying for that, a cup of coffee for each of us for th- You know, times 3 let was say like 2-3 bucks a person Maybe let's say 6 bucks, let's say 6 or six, Let's say 9 For 3 straight weeks And they were smoking my cigarettes too so I was literally holding us afloat all across the board. And the thanks I get was 500 out of the 11 I was owed, which is basically free labor. <laughs> if you really want to put it in, it was, this was free labor. Because he was, you know, getting his jobs completed without paying me. And I think at the time I was getting like 12 bucks an hour. Which wasn't bad for my age and my, my level of bills at that point. But at that point I become almost indispensable. I was, you know, when we hired agents who spoke not agents, we hired uh, workers who spoke Spanish, I made sure they knew what we wanted. You know, when he had to leave and go do another job, I would finish the floors or do whatever he needed. I was dependable day in, day out. I never called out. Did what he told me, no questions asked, got the work done. You know, I was I was I was never not what he needed. For the roughly two years I worked for him. I was a model employee. So like I said, I, hey, boss, man, this ain't enough money. I said it nicer, but I made sure he understood that I was very displeased. It's not enough money, man. This is, you know, I've, I've been working real hard. You know, you just got a big check. You know, this isn't cool. So this guy reaches in his pocket. He says, all right, here's another 400. Just, you know, don't, don't tell Stevie. So he had the money ready right in his hand. He had a preconceived amount. Not my full amount, mind you, but a preconceived amount. That Should I push back? I'm going to have money here. I know because I had that money in a different pocket where he keeps his normal money. So that was ready so he could grab it out and be like, hey, here you go. So he threw me a bone with my own bone. You can't throw me a bone out of my own bone. That's my money. And you're trying to tell me, here, keep it. here take it. You're good enough to go. Whatever. He said a little nicer than that. The guy even took me home that day. He never used to drop it. He would actually pull off at the, at the exit. Like, you know when you're on a highway and there's the exit ramp? There's that little triangle that has all the little uh, containers of either water or sand? So this guy would pull up there and I would hop out, walk off the edge of the highway and go catch my bus to finish the rest of my journey home. I don't know how much time I saved him, probably like four minutes a day, that was five days, because he was passing my direction anyway, but never took me home. So this one time he did it. As soon as I got home, I'm sitting there and I realized, you know what, I'm done. I had about, I think, $2,000 already saved. I had to reapply to start working at the Gap overnight so i worked prior. So I could at least have a, you know some kind of job, bring in some kind of income when I looked for a real job. Because, you know, the gap was never something I considered like a a career. It was like, you know, I worked there overnight stacking stacking khakis like Kanye. Because so my sister got me that job when I was working for the first contractor. So I was, you know, in between jobs and stuff. And it was, you know, it was decent money. You're living at home with mom, early 20s, you know, 20, 21, 22. Well, nine bucks an hour and all you're paying for is your shenanigans. And your uh, your car to get on the bus. Well, that was great money. Plus I had another job in the day. And I switched to another job when I quit the contract. You get the point. It was, it was never something serious. So I never took it serious. So that's another lesson of the gap. I didn't burn that bridge intensely, but I always, in the back of my head, I knew this wasn't somewhere I cared about. I did excellent work. Excellent work. Not the point, not saying don't do good work. But it was never something I knew I was going to be there for a long time. It was like, yeah, this is a part-time job. You know, I'm, I'm going to do a good job for my boss because, you, you, you know, I was raised right. But that job was always a burnt bridge, man. It was, it was never something I was going to take serious because I... I didn't like the way that they treated us 100%. I didn't like the, some of the BS rules. You know, the only good thing was the discount. And then it was kind of like, eh. It, it just wasn't a job. So that job was always a burnt bridge from my... Probably from like the second night I worked at Either Gap. It's, you know, it reflected on leadership or just my youth. But it, I always knew that was a burnt bridge to begin with. So let's go back to Jimmy, Johnny, Bobby, Mikey. Now I'm not saying you if you've seen uh, goodwill Goodwill Hunting, but... So, concentrated guy gives me 900, drops me in front of my house this time. About a week before, he'd be like, "You know, man, you've been great. You've been dependable. We're gonna see about giving you a raise, man. You know, it's, it's you know, we've been trying to build this company. You go one run one crew, I'll run the other crew. I, you know, I trust you, I depend on you." I was like, "Wow, that's cool." He's actually talking about giving me money more towards what I'm worth. I think at this point too, we stopped at twelve bucks an hour. We were at like I was, was a flat rate of a hundred dollars a day. So you know, I was guaranteed a hundred dollars for every day we worked the full day. So, you know, if we worked eight to five, I got a hundred bucks. Whereas, you know, seven and a half hour a day at 12 bucks, it'd be, you know, what's that, $84 plus another seven. It's so like 91. So it was a slight raise. There's days we work 12 hours. So, you know, you call it what you want. That would be $144, but whatever. It was, it was a fair rate. And I was making two grand a month. And living at my mom's house. But I we remember going home and I was so I said, man, he didn't give me what I deserve. Man. I said, you know, what? I think I'm done. So that Monday, he was expecting me to show up. I think I was supposed to meet him... I don't know if I was supposed to train to his area. I forgot we were working. I think we were working uh, in Westchester. I lived in the Bronx at that point. And when I, was, I think we had two jobs going at the same time. We're about to start a second one. You get the point. Whatever. I just never showed up anymore. Didn't call. Didn't quit. I just stopped. It was done. I was I was over with. So lo and behold, from there, start started working at The Gap. Then my friend gets me a job working with special needs kids, which I ended up staying in that career for 11 years until I moved to Florida. When it came to that contractor, I straight burned that bridge, man. I burned it. I was done with him. It was just pointless. You don't have the money in, my, in your pocket to pay me and don't give it to me. He was always playing with the money. Trying to get the most out of it to make his life easy. But the problem was he had a habit of spending too highly. He was living what you call a caviar lifestyle on a pizza budget. And from what I understand, it cost him his marriage... It cost him uh, me, which is a good employee. I know another guy who quit before me because he felt like he was being paid enough. And uh, the other guy that was working with us, I don't know if he quit. I know he quit once before, but uh, that guy had all kind of issues. Like I said, it's, it's a long sordid story we're not going to deal with because it doesn't pertain to this. But I burned that bridge and never regretted it. I burned that bridge because people have to know they have to respect you. It's not optional. If you don't have self-worth and value, they won't have it for you either. Burning that bridge was extremely satisfying. And I knew I couldn't go back at that point because I stopped taking his calls. He called me. He actually had someone... I'd actually, <laughs> I'd actually dated his stepdaughter prior. And he would had her dad call me once. Hey, can you reach out to me? I need to talk to you. And I was like, you know what? I respected that guy. So I said, you know what? I got counsel for I was like, you know what? I got no issue with that guy. I never worked for him. That guy was a good person. He was a good man. You know, he always treated me fairly and with respect. So, you know, out of respect for him, I want to call him back. As soon as I called... The contractor picked up. They were waiting for my call. I was like, "Nah, y'all not gonna trick me." No call. Hung up right then and there. He kept calling. Put the phone on on a silent. Went to work. And did my overnight shift in the gap. I was like, "Nah, you're not gonna trap me." It's a lack of respect. It had already been like a week. What do you need to talk to me about? What was there to talk about? I quit obviously. I left money on the table, folks. It was only two hundred bucks, but still, that was two days' labor. Six hours of time at that. You know, you know that's what it was. You know, two days. I quit a job not knowing if I was going to have another one pretty sure I was going to get the gap job because I'd already worked and left on good terms the first time and it was just I quit because I'd gotten a, a better job working better hours for more money I had more upside potential on and up, and growth but I burnt that bridge I mean I literally set that thing on fire took the ashes scooped them up and set them on fire that was done there'll never be a reason for me to speak to that person again because no matter how good I was to him it didn't really matter his actions spoke Technically, he burnt that bridge. But see, when I burnt that bridge, when I say I did it, there was no going back to that job. There was no being comfortable doing the construction thing. And I liked it. I, I love high-end renovation, man. It's If I could do it and have a guaranteed stream of income from it, and I had money to start in a certain way, and I had connections out here, I would do that. I, it's very satisfying working with your hands. If you've never done it, I suggest you paint a wool in your house or something. When you see the fruit of your own labor, it's a wonderful thing. You're going to love it. When you change something, especially when you do renovations, you're going to gut the house and put it back. Man, that's a beautiful thing. I'm going to come back with one, maybe two more examples. Because I think it's very important to understand why you might want to burn a bridge. Sometimes you burn the bridge, it's like ripping the bandit off. You can't do it slow. If you burn that bridge, you can't go backwards. You can only go forward. I forgot the explorer's name. I'm going to see if I can find it in the books in my home. I think Robert Greene talks about him in... It might have been when they were looking for El Dorado. I'm not even sure what his name was, but um, he sunk the boat. He's like, hey, we can't go backwards now. We got to keep going forward. You can kill me, but you can't go back home. So we're going to get more into that in a minute. Ready, folks? We're going to round out and close out why you need to burn bridges to move faster. So we covered why you never want to burn a bridge, right? The Adel's adage, don't burn the bridge. You never know who you're going to need. That's great and all, but at a certain point in time, like a baby coming out of the womb, you have to cut the umbilical cord. You have to strike out on your own and do it. It's sometimes the only way to survive. Now, I quoted Robert Greene book. I'm pretty sure it's 30 strategies of war. I couldn't find it in 40 laws of power. I'm somewhere missing it, but like I said, once the explorer put the holes in a the bolt, there was nowhere to go. It had to move forward. What I, I liken this tool also is... Uh, if you're going to make a bet, go big. Robert Kiyosaki talks about his rich dad in the book of Rich That Poor Dad that he would go big and talk about Texas when he made massive bets. Now, not a bet like gambling, but I'm going to go all on this new business venture and make it work. And he just had to cultivate that spirit of I'm just going to go big and I might be afraid, but I'm going to do it. When you burn your bridges, you're going to be scared, probably. It's going to be weird. It might even be lonely. I left everything I knew after 36 years almost, moved to Florida. With a belief I could do it, a cashed out reti- uh, retirement plan four one four kids We called it some pocket cash. My paid summer vacation for my job and education. And I literally was like, "Yeah, I got a job, and I get out there." I had no job, folks. Now I wasn't burning bridges, but I had to cut ties with everything I had. I didn't tell everyone I was moving. I told one or two people. Not everyone knew I was going. My family knew. That was in my close family. I just left. I left everything I knew. Now, is that burning a bridge? Not necessarily, but let me tell you this now, in 2021, had I stayed, I would have been depending on two different jobs in my job, which one would have been helping kids on the bus and one would have been working in the day at the job. With the schools closed, I would have lost about uh, 40% of my income. I would have been screwed. So when I look back four and a half years... The bridge I burned of leaving a, a career that I know people have been in for forty years, even though I didn't burn it like I didn't tear the bandit off and just tell them to go after themselves, right? No, but I left. I walked out. I sent my emails, didn't answer nobody. The union, where I was a union rep for 300 something people. This is my resignation, it was your thirty days. Same thing for the principal and vice principal who were well, they call them assistant principal that, the ones I'd worked hand in hand with, some I shared offices with, et cetera, et cetera. All done. So the bridge I burned wasn't a bridge as far as returning. The bridge I burned was the life I'd known forever. My family, my friends, my comfort level, <laughs> the bars I knew, the car I'd driven, which did come with me, but I've already had to switch that. So you can go back to my first two or three podcasts to talk about that. And we will talk about David Moss Toyota and I recorded a podcast, but we're gonna redo it, because so I think it sounded really crappy. I also had another job out here doing life insurance, and I just I <laughs> I tried it and I felt like they were I don't think the people who were running that office were crooked, but my mentor who had hired me, I just, I didn't feel like she was honest and forthright, Said, <clears throat> an email, I'm out. No more calls, no contact, no friends. I'm done. When I leave, I'm gone, folks. I'm a ghost. <laughs> well, ghosts come back, right? They haunt their graves. I guess you say, I, I don't, I don't ghost. This isn't power. I leave. I'm like a one-time assassin, I would say, in that case. I get moving. Kill the target and retire. That's it. You're never going to see me again. You're not going to pay me again. I'm not going to track the payment. Because I want some gold doubloons. And no, I'm joking. It just sounded cool in my head. But uh, What I can tell you folks is that I waited about two days to finish this one. So I make sure, so I'm wait, make sure I'm not going to wait. Make sure I give you some good advice is that you have to burn bridges sometimes. Sometimes you have to not spit into to win. But you have to lean into it. I'm not talking about that Yahoo CEO you know, yahoo.com talking about leaning into the conversation. I'm not talking about that. Sometimes you just gotta bend over the waist, put the weight on your shoulder, and walk right into the wind and keep moving forward. And you know what people tell you you can't burn this bridge. People told me I shouldn't move the people who knew. I had families who didn't want me to go. I left behind three, 000, four thousand dollars of stuff, clothes, equipment, uh my wife's electronic drum set, wardrobe, weaponry. Didn't make a difference. When it was time to leave, I left that day. Late. The day I said to leave, I left. You have to be willing to walk away from everything, folks. You have to be willing to burn bridges. I'm not saying you turn on your mom, but if your mom is the person holding you back from your future, you do it. If you're living with a chick or a guy and they don't ever make you feel good, burn that bridge, walk out. If your job pays your good salary is dead end and you hate going, so you get drunk every night and you wake up sick every morning, and you drag your behind to get in there, two minutes on time because you know the clock goes forward or back and you got to punch or maybe you don't punch. Maybe your salary, so you just show up and you know the first hour you drink your coffee and answer emails, which you could have done for 20 minutes. You make it an hour because you hate your job. Burn that bridge. Quit that job. Walk out. Pay someone on Fiverr to do your resume. Get out. Run free. I can tell you this, I've kept the bridges I need open By using my my faith, my prayer, my keen wit and spiritual and my intelligence, whatever you want to call it My my personal left-handed spider sense There's some bridges I've burned and there's some i kept open I've got some friends that have opened doors for me that lets careers, that lets my wife And there's some family I've walked out on too I've burnt bridges folks I will walk away from anything that's not going to help my destiny. And now being married 15 years almost and having two two kids, two young men I have to raise. I will burn every bridge. I will flip over every tank. Now I'm not saying be reckless. I'm not saying be zealous. I'm not saying be callously ambivalent to your circumstance. What I'm saying is that if you listen to the wisdom of our ancient people, it's not always going to work. Back in the day, you went to school, got a trade. Then you went to college, you were guaranteed a job. Man, the biggest people making money right now are playing video games on YouTube and getting paid for it. It's that kid Ryan, something like that. He gets paid to review toys. Now he's a toy line I see in Target and other stores where it's toys he reviews. Sometimes you don't even know what's in the box. Content creation, you don't need to go to school for that. You can literally do what I'm doing right now. And I hope some of you take this and you go and you say, you know what? I'm going to burn the bridge of listening to you. I'm going to go supersede your podcast because you suck. There's people I work with who I know listen to podcasts. If you need to burn me out, burn me out. Go. What I'm trying to tell you, folks, is if you listen to your past, you might not get your present and you definitely won't get your future. I've accomplished a whole lot by burning bridges. We're not going to go deep next. I don't want to make this podcast super long. I think we're approaching an hour already, maybe 40 minutes. I don't know. I just, I kind of just let this go and I go with it. Take it with a grain of salt, but if you're stuck where you're at and you know there's more for you, burn a bridge. Because you know when your back's to the wall, <laughs> you have nowhere to go but to fight your way out. You ever heard the saying about don't corner a rat because they turn vicious? I'm going to tell you this, you can't be the king of the jungle if you're scared. Now, you can be scared, but tell the king of the jungle to uh, take action. I watch a lot of those like, nature predator videos and stuff like that. I've seen a lion take on like, a pack of hyenas and win. Sometimes it's about heart. I forgot what movie it is or what show but, Like It's not about the size of the dog, it's about the size of the fight in the dog. Put yourself back to the wall. No job, don't know how you're going to pay rent. Leave that girlfriend to make you feel comfortable. It doesn't make you feel loved. Sometimes you have nothing and nowhere to go. And there's no light at the end of the tunnel. You're going to dig out your tunnel. You're going to build your bridge. You're going to build your plane. And fly past your circumstances. And into a lifestyle. And a peace you have never known. And I think that I say that because a lot of us walk around. And we stay in jobs we hate, or we stay in relationships we don't really feel anymore. Or we watch the same TV show and we're looking for nothing new because we're comfortable. And we're crossing that same bridge every day, spending all that gas money, going to that comfy job with the good dental benefits. It's nice. But you want it to be a writer. You want it to be an astronaut. You want it to be a chef. You want it to be a lawyer. And your mom told you they don't make money. And your mom gave you her advice her mom got in the 20s. So advice someone gave 100 years ago is probably not relevant, folks. You got to walk out sometimes. Some of the best choices I've made have been walking away. I'll give you one last example. My third year in college, I was in the dorms. And I just, I, you know, I had some circumstances I had to away from. I'm not against to it because it's, it's a whole other podcast, a whole other thing. But it was one thing I had to stop doing. And I stopped it. And it cost me going back to college in a lot of ways. I had to leave. I was going on academic probation, behavioral probation. I couldn't afford it, but it was just done. But I made a specific choice, and I still conquered. So let's delve, delve into that a little deeper sideways, though. I was taking an accounting class. And the teacher sucked. I should cover this on a whole new podcast, but knowing the material and knowing how to teach the material are two different things altogether. She knew accounting, but she couldn't teach us. She knew the book, but she couldn't teach us. If you can't explain it so a six-year-old or a five-year-old can understand it, you don't know what you're talking about. Tony, you're a jackhole. Five-year-olds don't understand accounting. It's not the point, folks. If you can't dumb it down, it doesn't work. Jay-Z said something like I want it to be common, but I wanted to it didn't make sense, so I dumbed down to double my dollars. Cameron did a very similar thing. Jay-Z's worth what, a billion dollars? So here's where we were at. I think I was taking 16 or 17 credits that last semester. I spent the last two or three weeks changing some things I was doing. Broke up with the girl I was dating was broke, I was spending money, I shouldn't have been spending from tuition and whatnot, right? But I said, man, I'm just going to take the L on this class. I'm going to take this F and focus on these other classes. It's, it's the only thing that makes sense. It's if I try to pass and no, I can't pass, I'm going to have stress, right? And I was also working out this time heavy, like five days a week, two hours a day, eating better. You know, we're still drinking and partying, but we were like, I'm telling you, at this point, I was probably 8% body fat. About 185 pounds, in shape, strong, confident, sexy. Didn't want to raise my cortisol level either didn't really know what that was, but I knew stress had a negative effect on me in the gym. At 40, now I know the difference, but enjoy these tangents. they it not make sense to you. It's going to bring it back to you. By taking an F in that class, I believe I did three A's and two B pluses in my other classes. I still went back behavior, not behavior, academic probation because, oh, you failed the class. That wasn't part of the deal. You know, you were doing good and you did bad. Then you did good. Then you did great. And now you fell again. And this is where I knew college kind of BS too is. The academic advisor like, well, why would you fill the class? I was like, man, I took a class. I had no business taking. I wasn't ready for this. And they're like, yeah, but you have an F now. I'm like, yeah. But an A and an F is a C. Another A and a C is a B plus the two B pluses. It didn't make a difference. It's, it just didn't average out for them. I think the other one I got like a uh, B also, I think, or a C plus. It, was, it took extra credit class, like a one credit, the normal three credit, stuff like that. You get the point. Got fired from my internship this time, too. So I lost my income stream. Started another job on campus. Lost that, too. Actually, I quit that one. I walked away from it. Didn't even, didn't even show up no Because I was like, these ladies wanted me to do stuff like. They wanted me a servant, but in a way that was almost like a mockery of me. I had to big fancy interview just to carry out stuff for them. And they just, you know, they were treating me like a hired hand. In a very negative connotation. Not racial, like people are pitching nowadays. But it just. They condescended to me. And I was like, there's no point to that. When you hired me to do a job that no one else applied for. <laughs> I'm the only one you can get to take the job. You should at least be nice to me. I'm doing the job above average level. I burned that bridge too. And they were kind of connected in the college, work, campus, job stuff. So for me, I burned that bridge. I quit that account in class. And I believe it was three A's, two B pluses, and a B. I think that's what it was. And an F. So I'd done like 18, 19 credits. I overloaded that time. I was like, I'm trying to make up for time. because so I failed classes prior in my first semester in college at 1.2. after that I was done no more college for about a semester went to another college did construction but I walked away from that class and you know what it meant it meant overall the stuff I focused on was good my boss talks about low hanging fruit this might have been low hanging fruit but by walking from that one class and accepting that one failure regardless of it for my academic uh, longevity credibility etc cetera, etc cetera, I focused on the one or two things I had to get done my mental, physical health went up. My financial health, not so much. I had to leave school and was broke. Um, my academic career was kind of blemished at that point. But to me, it's like, hey, if I got a whole bunch of A's and a B, it shows my advisors weren't really guiding me. <laughs> I was 20. How the heck did I know I was doing? I'm going to tell you folks, at 40, I kind of knew what I was doing at 25. At 27, I kind of had my head screwed on right because I was married and trying to take care of my wife and grow my business and build my careers and focus on having good benefits. <laughs> At 40, life can still throw me curves, and I know what I'm doing now. Now, you probably think I want a bunch of tangents, but I do the tangents only show how a grown man thinks. It's not all I make a list, I follow the list, I go to sleep, I wake up, have my veggies, do my exercise. That's what it needs to be. But it's not going to be that easy for 99% of us just change. we are like, I'm going to get up, meditate, brush my teeth, coconut oil, yoga, coffee, get eight hours out of my day in two hours. And that's the rest of my golden retriever. Now, folks, that can be done. It should be done. But if you're like me, no one taught you of that stuff. And if you're like me, your family did the best they could based on what they knew. And if you're like me, you're just starting to realize that <laughs> everything you know was backwards from the way things have worked. I know 100 folks that went to college for a degree got nothing for them. I know so many teachers who did not go to school for education. They went for the benefits, the summer's off. <laughs> and a debt forgiveness after they screwed themselves thinking medieval poetry and whatnot and come from interior design or them a job and I feel they had nothing to do with had no experience and no connections if you got a good connection folks keep it it was wishy-washy burn it if your parents abuse you maybe you need to burn that relationship if your girlfriend cheats on you burn that relationship if your job's holding you back from greatness leave that job Tony I can't leave my job I have kids fine you don't work eight hours for the man, work eight hours at home for yourself. Tony, I have kids. You want your kids to see you being a broke man, upset, going home and drinking and not building his business? Or you're gonna see a man who burns his wick for three, four years to give them a life they can never understand and give them a true advantage you didn't know until you were older that you needed? Because your parents went wrong. They said no better. Make a choice, folks. There's people who leave other countries just to come here, where I live in America, chasing a dream. Puerto Rico is a, what do you call it? not a content. It's a, it's a, pro, not a property. I can't think of the word right now, folks. It's been a long week. <laughs> you know, Puerto Rico is a, a commonwealth of the United States. There we go. So you can come here from Puerto Rico. People do it all the time. The tax rate is better. The job wealth is better. There's, there's all kinds of things that are better. People cross the borders. People fly. People get married. There's all kinds of things people do. Imagine burning that bridge. You leave your family and everyone you know. I saw an HBO special, and they were talking about, uh, the mother, the father, and the oldest daughter all gave a kidney to sell the black market to get the youngest daughter out to live with a distant relative in London to then try to get to America or stay in London to get a decent education and have a chance they can never have. Imagine burning the bridge of being with your child. Imagine burning the bridge of your health by donating a kidney. You only got one left now. If that one goes, you're done. And there are people who are living in abject poverty damn near or were living almost, <laughs> you know, making almost nothing based on the documentary. You, your wife, and your oldest child all give your kidney so one person can go to a continent they've never been to, a person they probably don't know, for the one in a million chance that they can live a better life. People burn bridges like that every day. Don't tell me you can't quit your job. Don't tell me you can't walk out on a relationship. Don't tell me your fear is more powerful than the possibility of who you can be. We're going to stop there. TonyChangeAdvance.com well, it's Tony at ChangeAdvance.com, but uh, you go Tony and ChangeAdvance, you go find me. I'm all over the internet. <laughs> Instagram is Pedagogy of the Fresh. Pedagogy. There's a book called Pedagogy of the Press. It's a play on that title. The blog is ChangeAdvance.com. was on TikTok. I'm off for now. We'll see what happens. Twitter is ChangeAdvance. Change your life, folks. Burn that bridge. Walk out, run out. Be like the Joker said fire that pile of money and walk away. There is nothing you can accomplish if you are willing to get on the other side of fear. I'll see you there folks. Peace.